Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 11 of 7th Heaven. The title is Pathetic, or in Germany the title is The Engagement Ring. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is... Robbie volunteers his own car to give Simon a driving lesson as Eric once more fails to turn up as promised. Alas, they bump into Matt's car. Wilson has moved and left instructions not to tell Mary where to. Fireman Ben Kinkirk volunteered to pick up a rescue dog so he can visit Mary, who instantly calls him her true love again, but ends up found out. Meanwhile, Lucy, who refuses to take off Jeremy's ring, is openly jealous of such a hunky suitor. Ruthie pretends not to care. Robbie's brother Ronald drops and is furious to hear his muse Lucy dated Robbie. Annie resigned her teaching post without consulting anyone. Well, that's the episode. I, okay, okay. What was your first impression? I, first of all, all of this didn't make any sense. We're going to get into it into the episode, but just generally speaking, to have Lucy now being attached to this engagement ring after spending most of the season in this, like, weird will-they-won't-they-Robbie situation and then having that go away, and then all of a sudden she's like, I'm keeping the engagement ring and I'm not over Jeremy. Um, And then... Like, going back and forth on this uh, Mary Wilson thing and having her not be over Wilson, even though, like... She was kind of moving away from him before they broke up. And then having, like, a conversation with Matt about how Robbie might be her one... Like, I don't... It it just... It infuriates me when, like, they don't... They don't do things in order like this. Like, this would have been an episode that would have been good earlier. In the beginning of the season, yeah. You know, or, like, having Lucy deal with this at the beginning of the season and having Mary deal with it now or, like, earlier when she first got back. And I I don't know. Everything annoyed me about this. It, ugh, I did not like this episode. Same. <laughs> um, so, anyway, let's jump into the cold open. And as our user synopsis said, the cold open really is just Annie going in to speak with the principal at Ruthie's school, Mrs. McCool, and she's going in to resign. Um, She says that after a few weeks or whatever, um, she doesn't, teaching, like, basically isn't what she expected it would be, and she wants to leave the school, and Mrs. McCool is like, I'm sorry to hear that, because we are expanding the school, because in these, in the, like, in light of recent events or something, or everything that's going on in the world, because this is immediately post-9-11, um, so it airs January 2002, but we're thinking this is one of the first things that was filmed post 9-11. We're assuming a lot of the things that were filmed beforehand, like the first 10 or so episodes, were probably filmed in the summer. No, I don't know. I feel like not all, all 10, but this is when they started writing writing it in. Um, so um, we learned that in, in these times, people are like want to send their kids to private school. So For safety and security. Yeah, um, so they're hiring more teachers. Um, and I think in the cold open, we also yeah. see... Yeah, um, so since they are hiring more teachers, we see the return of Miss Riddle, who was Ruthie's um, teacher who called, called the students stupid, if you recall. So um, we see she is now going to be hired at Ruthie's new school, so she just can't escape this woman. Remember, Ruthie came to the Eleanor Roosevelt School to get away initially from Miss Riddle, because this was Miss. I think that was Miss Riddle's second appearance at the public school. 
Yeah, because she got moved from, like, the third grade to the fourth grade or whatever. Uh, So... That is the cold open. Um, And what we're going to do is just complete Annie's storyline here. It's really... That's really all that really happens with Annie. We learn specifically why Annie is quitting or doesn't want to work at a school anymore. She has a conversation with the Rev. I actually appreciated this conversation a lot. Um, This is probably a high point in an episode full of low points for me. She basically says that all her life her dream was to teach, and then when she finally realized her dream, she, like, it, it so happened that it wasn't what she wanted. Like, you know, when you when you finally get something you want and you realize, uh, wait, that's not... Well, and she also says that she, in in her life, she had spent time, like, teaching, like, one-on-one, and she wanted to not... She didn't like teaching in a group setting, and she said that she preferred to have, like, dis, you know, kind of, like, more group discussions rather than lecture to a class. So it just wasn't the... Fo- like, she might still enjoy teaching, but just not exactly in the way that she was afforded an opportunity to do at the Eleanor Roosevelt School. I just really appreciate it that the Rev said, like, most of the time when people realize that the thing that they wanted all their lives or the dream that they wanted all their lives, when it comes true and it isn't what they actually want, they end up staying at it. And they end up, because it's like, oh, I worked all my life towards this. I should probably do this because it's what I should be doing instead of, like, realizing that they're unhappy and doing something different. And I think that's, like, a... Like, that's a problem that people have personally in, like, every aspect of their life. So I like that they took this and they said, like, they let Annie kind of decide, like, this isn't this really isn't for, for me. me. yeah. And then let her drop it, even though, like, we saw how hard she worked towards it. So, yeah. Um, but I remember, it bothers me, though, that it was, like, a point of contention between the Rev and Annie. And now it's just, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, again, this, like, manufactured conflict. Very annoying. But that's really all the parents are doing in the episode. They're kind of like very much sitting back and allowing the kids to go through their own conflicts themselves instead of getting involved. Yeah, we haven't had really the butting in in a while. So anyway. We're going to deal with what is maybe... The main storyline? I I don't know. No, I think Mary and Lucy are probably the main storyline. Yeah. Um, So we'll do... Uh, the brothers, because all of the brothers, even the pseudo-brother, Robbie, are all together in one storyline this episode. Uh, so remember Simon last episode had a great quality, like, chase scene. That was last episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently that's something that's fresh on the minds of everyone, because, uh, but not so fresh that he's not going to get a chance to drive. Because the Rev has agreed that if there is at any point in the day that he needs to be taken somewhere, Simon can be the one that drives him so he can practice his driving. He's got to learn. But this doesn't actually happen. Uh, Instead, Robbie's like, I'll take you. But he feels comfortable driving in his car instead of the family car. And this obviously ends in... Disaster. Exactly. Um, So the next thing we see is the damage. And as it... It kind of close. It's closed up. Like there's a close up of two cars that have collided, and then it pans out, and we see that the car that Simon has hit is Matt's car, which I guess is good. Lucky. Yeah. Um, police come. Uh, officer comes. Officer recognizes Simon right away as from the, the chase. Yeah, which I thought was kind of funny. Like a nice, a good callback to the previous episode. And this is what creates the tension specifically between Matt and Robbie. 
because Matt's like, why did you let him go? And Robbie's like, it's not all my fault. Um, and we're expecting a big blowout as soon as Simon gets home, but Annie's just like, well, I'm glad nobody got hurt. And then this is the same exact, like, kind of tone that the Rev takes. And Simon basically is left, like, is left off the hook. And the story continues for Robbie and Matt in that Matt is mad at Robbie. And this is kind of a rehashing of the same old argument. And we actually get Robbie saying, look, dude, this is old. We've gone over this already. Like, I've lived here for three years now. I'm not the older brother. I don't know how to be the older brother. It's always, like, been you. But he's also, but Robbie also makes a good point, and he says, but stop being so defensive over your position as the older brother, because guess what? It's over. Like, nobody really needs you anymore. Everyone is growing up. Um, you're going to be leaving soon to become, like, a doctor. So when you're, what, what do you think is going to happen when you're not here? Like, give it up. And this is apparently the kick in the ass that Matt needs because they're, like, patting each other on the back. and like, Broing they, out. Yeah. And this, for some reason, makes Annie and the Rev have tears in their eyes because they're like, we're going to have to learn to let go and then, like, pan to the one shot of the twins this entire episode and to hold on. <laughs> so I don't really know how things are resolved with Simon. Whatever. He's, like, they tell him he shouldn't have driven with Robbie or something. Uh, I think that's all off screen, so we don't really have to worry about it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Something off screen happens to Simon. Um, we'll get to... Ruthie and the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> so the Riddler uh, is Aaron's nice... My nickname <laughs> for Miss Riddle. Ruthie spends, she's evil. Ruthie spends a lot of the episode kind of in the mindset that people can't change. And this is permeated a lot through her storyline with Mary, a little bit through her storyline with Lucy, but mostly in how she's trying to address Miss Riddle. So this kind of starts in the beginning with the conversation that Ruthie has with the Rev, and she's like, she's kind of banging stuff around in the kitchen, and then the Rev is like, what's wrong? She says that, you know, the Riddler's back in her life, and the Rev is like, okay, well, you don't have to feel this way, you don't have to feel angry at Miss Riddle, what your goal should be is to feel nothing towards her, so he just wants Ruthie to shut down her emotions, um, so... So he tries to work on, like, inside-out living. He's like, once you decide that you're not going to feel anything when you think about Miss Riddle, you'll be fine with her. Um, Annie also tries to give her, she's like, maybe you should, like, have a... You're keeping all of this bottled inside right now within you, and instead maybe you should have a conversation with Miss Riddle about this. And this is when Ruthie's, like, Ruthie makes the comparison between Miss Riddle and Mary, being like, I don't think Mary's changed at all, and I don't think Miss Riddle's changed at all. And Annie's like, I think you're wrong. Um, and Ruthie goes into the last scene of this, of not this episode, but of this specific storyline, uh, to try to, like, make sure that um, Mrs. McCool doesn't hire the Riddler, uh, like, as a teacher. So she has, like, this whole plan. But before she has a chance to talk to Mrs. McCool, the Riddler pulls her aside and basically tell explains to her why... She was so mean to people before, and I didn't really listen, but from what I understand, she had an engagement that was broken off. By her sister. 
Oh, her sister married the dude? Yeah, her sister, like... Oh, got, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh. Like, she already had, like, a complex about her sister, that her sister's better than her, prettier than her, and the guy that she was, like, supposed to marry ended up with her sister and Oh, that's, her. that's really fucked up. All right. Okay. And so she was, like, horrible because she felt horrible herself, so she wanted all that horribleness outside, too. But now she met the principal from... The one that we said ages ago looked way too young to be a principal. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, now she's marrying him. And she is looks considerably older than him, but you know, whatever. The so, heart wants what it wants. So she's happier now. Uh, she asks asks um, Ruthie for her forgiveness. Ruthie's like, "I get it. It's cool. You can be a teacher here." Blah blah blah. And then Mrs. McCool's like, "Oh, it looks like you are." Well, no, Ruthie's like, "Okay, never mind. I don't need to meet with you anymore." Um, so the Riddler is not evil anymore. So now she's just Miss Riddle again. Yep. Um, and that's it for Ruthie. I think it's kind of nice to have these storylines, uh, with Heppard in. We know that Ruthie is the smartest. We know that Ruthie is usually right all the time. But I do like it when she kind of gets, like... When she's unreasonable or, like, I don't know. When she gets worked up in the beginning. No, it's not even that. I think she's quite confident in herself and almost to a point where it's, like, arrogant in that I know I'm right. I know this is how it's going to happen. This is how everything's going to work out. And it's really nice sometimes to see her not be right, because otherwise she'd be like a like she'd be a super character, and yeah. those aren't always like the best to get around. Like, yeah, you know, you, she's so, she's obviously fallible, and yeah. I mean that definitely she's no and by no means portrayed as a, a perfect character right. going forward. Like definitely in the future, she makes mistakes just like everybody else. So. Um, and her, like, when she gets older, her judgment gets clouded by the same things that the older kids get distracted by now. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, I just like these moments, because I feel like a lot of times she's proven right. Like, and it's nice when she's not. Because, uh, like, I get, a, like, a wicked sense of glee, like, whenever Lucy is put in her place. <laughs> so, it's kind of like... So, a, it's great to see an 11-year-old, like, outsmarting Lucy yeah, and yeah. knowing what's going to happen to her before it happens. Precisely. Speaking of Lucy being put in her place, um, I don't know. I I, th- I think this is just a question I want to say to, like, a question I want to put out there for our listeners. So a rhetorical question. Or maybe you can Respond. tweet at us. Yeah. Or email us. Um... It's. I know that a lot of our listeners don't agree with us about our dislike of Lucy's character, but I just want to know, like, during these episodes specifically, um, if you find yourself more, like, on Mary's side than Lucy's side, or do you not care for either of them, or do you are you on Lucy's side more than Mary's side? Like, I, for some Personally, reason, in this episode, I, I'll just, I'm going to answer the yeah, question. Yeah, go for it. I am not on either one of their sides. I think they're both wrong. I think they've both become kind of insufferable, which is annoying because Mary did start out season one as such a good character. And she was like, just like Ruthie, basically, if, you know, if, if in that she was confident and like knew who she was and she, she's just totally done like a 180 and remember what she used to be like, I don't need a man. And now they've definitely put her in the same, like, I don't know category is Lucy where like she's constantly like defining herself by who she's dating or like the most the cause of most of the problems in her life or the drama is about like you know something that happened with someone she's dating or she cheated on someone or so it's annoying that the characters aren't getting I guess they're like getting storylines in their own right it's it's very much defined by someone else in relation to them 
Yeah, because I feel like, and we're not trying to, like, make some sort of, like, do some sort of discourse, discourse about this, but, like, Simon's storylines and Robbie's storylines and even Matt's storylines are usually about them. Well, I guess not Matt. Matt Matt's usually, usually about is, women. But, like, Simon's is, like, you know, like, it's about the card, like, the him getting his DMV, like, uh, the DMV, like, storyline, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's something that Seventh Heaven doesn't do well. Yeah. And when they do introduce other characters, like you said, with Joy, they don't, like, like make them friendly, like, make them... They don't develop them enough for the audience to really care, at yeah. least in my opinion. The only pe- person that they have developed is the person they've included back into their family, which is Robbie. Yeah. Like, they don't develop, any, or, I don't know, like, we, don't, we still know nothing about Heather. Who <laughs> is she? <laughs> What was she getting a degree? Oh, teaching. She's going to teach. Never mind. I was like, what is she interested in? What motivates Heather? What motivates Shauna? Oh, I guess her past was her, her shitty dad motivated her. Uh, so to Lucy and Mary storyline, um, Mary starts out the episode. Well, Lucy starts out the episode with her engagement ring back on. Remember, it is 10 episodes in. She has been not engaged for... Ten, ten episodes. episodes. And this is the fir- first time we're seeing this ring again since season five. Uh, so what the fuck? And Mary is... And everyone keeps telling her to take it off, and she just keeps refusing to take it off for no reason. She's, her reasoning is that if God if God didn't want her to have it, she wouldn't... Jeremy wouldn't have given it to her. That's not... Sound logic. Okay, sure. Um, Mary is trying to get a hold of Wilson, so it's another Wilson-esque... In an episode where she's cares about Wilson again. Um, and he, as the user summary, t- like, explained to us... He has moved and not... And basically told his landlord to not tell Mary where he moved to. Do we see Wilson again? Um, I don't... Yeah, we do. Okay. I think, yeah. Because uh, I was like, oh, is this how he's going to be written out? He's just gone. Um, and I can't speak. I'm not 100% sure, actually, at the moment. It'll be a nice surprise either way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe season 12. Is he coming back? Season 12. <laughs> no. There is no season 12. Exactly. <laughs> the return, season 12 is all about Wilson's return. I'm writing it. It's a fanfic. So um, this continues with Mary like playing or horribly sucking at playing basketball by herself. And... I think Lucy at this point is, well, Lucy's just, oh, Ruthie's told her, like, you need to take that ring off. Like, get over it. Because Lucy's telling Mary to get over it, and Ruthie's telling Lucy to get over it. Nobody's really listening. Nobody's over it. And this is when the Rev and Mary have a heart-to-heart, where Mary's like, I know I wasn't in love with Wilson, but I don't, that doesn't mean that I didn't love, like, I don't know. Basically, the Rev is trying to tell her, like, it wasn't as big as you think it was, that relationship in your life. And Mary's like, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. And who comes up behind her or through the backyard while this conversation is taking place? No one other than Ben the Firefighter. Who's like Square a face. stalker. How did, she, how did he find her in Glen Oak? I don't know. And what's the deal where he has to go to California to rescue a dog? Right. Um, apparently they're getting a dog for their station and the dog is coming from a, like a rescue in California. I, that's noble, but also there are all of the other states in the world, (laughs) in the country, all of the other places in New York, even maybe Buffalo. There are, I, I'm sure there are animal shelters in (laughs) Buffalo. So, um, Ben 
is there out of his own expense, wanted to come see Mary, and as soon as Mary, And he just knew where she lived. Yes. As soon as Maybe they, he asked Wilson. As soon as they see each other, Mary he jumps into his arms. And they're just all about each other. Like we have the scene which I think is supposed to be funny, of them not looking at the rev at all and just having conversation with like talking to each other when they're answering the rev. And he is basically there just to make sure that her and Wilson are over, and we think to, like, take the next steps with her. I don't know how that's going to work, because he's a firefighter in Buffalo, and she is not doing anything in Glen Oak, (laughs) so... We'll see. Where will this relationship go? Um, Anyway. Annie comes up to the girls' room to tell Ruthie and Lucy to come meet Ben. Lucy throws a fit. Because she's like, of course. Mary acts like, I don't know, she's like... Mary, like, cheats on her fiancé and gets this hunk. This, yeah, hunky firefighter. And, again, Lucy being, like, the, like, oh, Mary gets everything. Very um, reminiscent of Jan and the Brady Bunch. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So Lucy's like, I'm not coming to dinner. And Ruthie doesn't want to come because she, I think she's upset with Annie about quitting because she thinks that Annie quitting is the reason that the Riddler is back. And also because she thinks that Mary's just, this is another cycle of Mary's trash life. Yeah. Like, she's never going to learn. She's never going to fix her things. Like, like, because an hour ago she was crying over Wilson and now she's madly in love with Ben. Um, although in love is never mentioned. I don't even think they kiss. They kind of just like hug a lot. Yeah. Um, well, they kissed once. We get what is supposed to be a comedic scene between Matt, Robbie, and Ben. Ben. Where Ben learns about the very incestuous nature of the family, as well as all the people that people date. And Ben even says it. He's like, oh, this must be a small town. <laughs> like, because well, everyone's always dating the same people. And this is when we learn a couple of things. Um, well, Ben learns a lot. But we learn specifically that Ronald is coming to visit. You don't remember who Ronald is, ladies and gentlemen. He's Robbie's brother that isn't Lance Bass. Yes. Who was on the show so briefly and made out with Lucy. So Lucy has made out with all three Palmer brothers. Um, and there's not really much to say about that. Um, we, like, we, what we understand here is, like, Ben's learning about, like, oh, yeah, Robbie's my ex. da 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 da, da. Robbie dated also Lucy. He's going through the family, out of the family. Now he's in joy. Like all this, you know, we get a nice little recap of everybody's love lives. Um, I think the next thing that happens is Ronald coming through. Yeah. Um, so Ronald comes to the back door and the first people he sees are Annie and the Rev. Um, who And Ronald's like, oh, I'm not talking to Lance Bass now because Rick, that's his name. Yeah. Um, because he made out with Lucy and then they're like, oh, but you are talking to Robbie. How strange. And then he's like, wait, Robbie made out with Lucy because apparently even though this happened two years ago, Ronald has like not stopped thinking about Lucy for two years and he really believes that they're in love. Well, the thing is that like he, we learned from the conversation he has with Ruthie later on is that the reason that like he thinks that like she's like something important to him is because he writes all his songs about her and all that and that's why he's back here is because he's like has a mental block about like songwriting and he thinks making out with lucy some more will kickstart his juices (laughs) um 
And I also want to point out that he's mad at his brother Rick for making out with Lucy, but Rick's the first one that made out with Lucy. He should be the one who's angry. Right. Like, R- Ronald has no, like, business He's being second mad. in line for yeah. Lucy. Rick is the first one. Oh, okay, okay. List your, your Palmer, Palmer brothers in order of... Bur- birth order? Or no, the of, order like, of, who you like the best. Oh, Robbie, number one. And then I Lance Bass. Rick. And, and then like, Ronald. Okay, I agree. Good. I'm glad we can agree on this. <laughs> um, so this, like, so Ruthie spends a lot of this episode talking to uh, Ronald because Lucy's, like, run out on the town to try to get some boys. And they talk about how she still has the wedding ring on. And Ruthie's like, get the fuck away. Like, she's not relationship material. She's, she's obviously still on the rebound from the, the wedding and Jeremy. So, um... This all kind of comes to a conclusion when Ruthie finally comes down to meet Ben. And she's very um, thorough. Uh, she's swept <laughs> off her feet. And like checks him out a lot. When it's really funny because Ruthie like is Goes short. right for his butt. Right, yeah. he's really short. So when she like walks around him, he's really tall, and her eye level is straight to his butt. And like she like makes a face and like I don't know. I don't know if that, any of that was done on purpose, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and Ruthie, Maybe Mackenzie Rosman couldn't help herself. <laughs> and Ruthie's advice to Mary about Ben is to follow him to the ends of the earth. Because, <laughs> like, this man is perfect, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, forget about Wilson. Forget, forget about the wedding. Forget about everything. It's and, it, this guy. And this is when uh, Ben's like, we need to talk to Mary. I also want to point out here that Lucy... Like, remember Lucy's whole thing with the engagement ring? Mary brought brings up that she also got an engagement ring from Wilson, and she's not wearing hers. And Lucy's like, but you still kept it. So this is, like, the kind of, like, minor information that really becomes important in this following scene, uh, which is when <laughs> somehow uh, Ben knows that Mary is wearing her engagement ring on a necklace. Yeah. So he, I don't even know. He pulls it out. Yeah. And, and he's like, I knew it. Look, you are the most beautiful person in the world to me. I couldn't, like, stop thinking about you. And I came here because I thought we could really be something. And But I, clearly, that's not what I am to you. And she's like, I, didn't, I just thought I was some girl that you made out with. But we learn that Ben has been with one girl from, for high school and college and that Mary's the first person he's been with since that girl. So... Yeah. So he's he's a relationship man. Yeah, and she's not a relationship girl. Um, so they basically fall by the wayside. He basically says, "I'm glad that this happened because now I can like get over you, get over you." Basically, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay," and she's crying. And this is when Lucy comes back, and Lucy doesn't seem to get that like something has happened. Because Mary's like, "I think you should take that engagement ring off. You're gonna want to take it off." And she's like, "I'm never taking it off." And this is when she runs into Don- Donald. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Ronald. Ronald. Who immediately just kiss, goes in and kisses her. And then I guess he tries to, he's just trying to get the juices going. <laughs> and uh. That's when she sees like the ring on, in the corner of her eye and takes it off. And that's like the moment. I have a couple questions before we get to the, like, the last moment in this episode. Where does Ronald stay? Because the next morning he's there. 
I guess he stays at the Camden house. Because it's not like Robbie because is. Because remember, wait, there, Robbie and Robbie's mother moved to Florida yeah. with his brother. So, or brothers. So he's visiting from Florida. He needs somewhere to stay. He's got to, he probably slept on the Camden's couch. And before Ronald and Lucy can continue making out the next day, uh, they, Lucy and Mary both go out to mail their engagement rings back to respective ex-fiancés. Right. And that's the end of the episode. Wow. I'm giving it a two. I hated it. Yeah. I was bored. Yeah. I could not pay attention. Yeah. Um, I'm also giving it a two. I mean... But we've got some good ones coming up. I do know what the future holds for us. So don't be disheartened, Camden Cast listeners. Um, you can tune in every Wednesday and Saturday to hear our upcoming episodes, our better episodes. Um, and you could do that at soundcloud.com slash camdencast, uh, on the Apple iTunes podcast app on Stitcher, um, by searching Camdencast. And you can connect with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at camdencastshow. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash camdencast. You can email us at camdencast at gmail.com. And I am Erin. I am Tanvi, and this is Camden Cast. <laughs>